Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, good evening. This is Marsha Patterson. You're on the D Hour Network for your health show. Hello, everyone. We are in the month of December, December the 2nd of 2018. This year is up, and I am so glad to be with you this evening. I'm Glad you on board with us, but guess what? We have a great guest tonight, and I want everyone to uh, listen up because Dr. Ware is going to be on talking about sickle cell, and me personally having a granddaughter with that issue, and there's so many of us as African American and even other people of other ethnic group that suffer from sickle cell. So we're going to talk about sickle cell. We've had Tamika on previously and we're sharing about different natural herbs and other things that help. But I want to bring Dr. Ware on. Um, he is on with me. Dr. Ware? Yes, ma'am. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. Yourself? Good, good. I am very excited to have you on board with us tonight with your expertise and your knowledge with sickle cell. Um, yes. For Your Health Show is the information show that we want to bring knowledge to everyday people. As I said on our previous show, we have people we're busy working, um, trying to pay bills, and a lot of times we don't have time or the resource or the information to seek out powerful information that's natural or what other people are doing to make their lives or other people's lives better. Give Mm -hmm. our listening audience information about you, Dr. Ware, and your journey with sickle cell for us. Well, thank you for having me um, on board your show, first and foremost. Um, you know, platforms like this are exactly what you're speaking to, um, being able to have a platform that will provide the information and, and the proper resources to have individuals be well-educated and be well-informed about the proper ways to, you know, treat their lives and, and also to, to, to have a better lifestyle for themselves and also their actual loved ones. And that's sort of how healing blends and, and my journey also began. Um, you know, growing up, you know, in the South, uh, I knew I had sickle cell trait as a, a young kid. Um, I was told I couldn't play sports and things of that sort. Um, but later on when I got myself retested, um, it was sickle cell beta thalassemia that I, um, I actually have as well. So um, that, that was my whole journey with, with being natural um, was out of a selfish um, way to heal myself and, and make sure that, you know, um, I wasn't, uh, like, counting out and, and, and not being able to play the sports and, and experience the pain. So I had to figure out the best way to, to treat myself, thus um, find, ways to, to, to find ways later on to actually treat other individuals. So when I created Healing Blends, it was really a platform that was, I'm trying to create that allow individuals to have proper information that's been well-researched and have efficacious or, or is very, very, very result-oriented. So, you know, um, even on, on our website, we have things like, you know, sickle cell toolkits, and, and that's essentially, you know, videos and, and handouts and, and, you know, just 
pieces of material that you can read to get proper information about what's really going on with sickle cell. Um, we even have a sickle cell uh, restorative diet that we actually have created as well um, in the form of an e-book to, to give you a better guide on even how to um, eat. Um, even though I'm vegan myself, I don't push veganism on individuals. You know, you can still have different proteins to make sure that you actually are getting well. And then, you know, we then uh, we created Evenflow as a natural way to help support the body's systems to enhance um, our health and, and also decrease the pain crisis and also inflammation inside the body as well. Um, we just finished our double bond study um, over in Kenya. It's our third or fourth double bond study that we completed, and the results are, were just astounding. Um, from a natural standpoint, um, there's not anything on the market like what Evenflow has been doing, as well as even in, in, in other realms as well. Um, Evenflow has been shown to increase uh, fetal hemoglobin, being shown to actually increase the hemoglobin rate, um, body weight, height, um, as well as um, decrease pain cycles and keep individuals out of the hospital. And when I tell you uh, that we had over 120 people um, inside of this last study by itself, and at a ratio of 97% success rate over a nine-month period. So um, wow. that was, yes, ma'am. So, um, and, and actually, the first time we spoke about this publicly um, on any radio or any publication um, at all, that, I mean, um, it, it was just astounding to everyone. Our first one that, that we did was 85%, so we actually have actually increased our um, ratio. And this was a double-blind study um, that was done at a, a research university in Kenya, that was actually sponsored by the uh, former Surgeon General and now the Minister of Health um, of Kenya. So it was amazing. Okay, I want to I want to back up a little bit. You said you were <laughs> diagnosed early. You were said you was diagnosed early as a child with the trait, but yes. but then you found yes. out you had sickle cell itself, correct? Yes. Yeah. You know, um. And, and, now, and I, I'll jump into that. Um. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh, I'll tell you the reason why it's important for me to actually explain that. Um. As an infant, and I'm from a small, small town in Virginia. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, one stoplight, and uh, it's like one stoplight in a few, <laughs> um, in a few stop signs. So it, it, it's a very, okay. very small. Gotcha. You know. You know. So. For me, um, in, in, in the 70s, to be, um, you know, tested and known, you know, as it said that I had sickle cell trait um, was a big uh-huh. thing because even in a lot of big cities, even now in 2018, a lot of big cities are not even testing, you know, every child to show that they actually have sickle cell. So for me to be tested, you know, and known that they have sickle cell, it was, it, it was a, a definite blessing. Um, the reason why I got retested was because of the fact that, um, to be honest with you, I sort of got tired of people just saying, oh, well, you only have sickle cell trait. I'm like, well, I still experience from pain crisis. You know, I'm like, I, I, I get sick. Okay. I, you know, I, I, I have a pain crisis. Um, you know, okay. my, 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 my liver is actually enlarged. My heart is slightly enlarged. You know, things of that sort. Um, so from a medical standpoint, I really wanted to say, okay, well, this sickle cell trait, let me see, because, you know, um, the last 15 years was a lot of the classifications you know, really came about, it, it wasn't, you know, um, 40-some years ago when all the classifications really came out. So I wanted to just re- retest myself to see, okay, is it sickle cell trait or is it something else that I actually have as well? Wow. So at what age, so you had the pain crisis. Now, were you getting blood mm-hmm. transfusion as a young person at that point? Or were no, they doing um, that I, at that time? They were not doing that, and um, the only thing that uh, they were doing for me was just give me pain medications. And 
you know, um, being, and, and uh, I'll just tell my story. My, my grandfather is Native American from a tribe of Pukuo. Um, so he's always done things natural for me. Um, we grew up on farmland, which is native land and all that anyway. But um, I, and the reason why I've always been natural, I, I have to tell this story so I can is let you see, like, my passion. I'll, I'll never forget the first time I can recall taking a pain medication. I was around eight or mm-hmm. nine years old. My mom gave me a mm-hmm. pain medication because she picked me up from um, the school when I was complaining about pain again. She gave me a pain medication. And I recall seeing my mom swim around the room like I was hallucinating. And I vowed to myself I would never, ever do another drug ever in my life because I didn't want that feeling. So for, for years, I started hiding my own pain, you know, because I didn't want that wow. feeling. It was, it was worse than that, the actual, you know, pain itself. Cause I'm, I'm like, I'm hallucinating for hours and hours. My mom's floating around the house. My father, you know, is, is a monster and all these other crazy. It, it, was, it, was, it was very, very scary for me. So that was really wow. the turning point for me to say, you know what, it's a, it has to be a better way. Right, 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 yes. right. So what age were you when you decided, now, have you always been vegan, or what age did you decide, let me look at nutrition as part of my healing or a journey to make myself better? Um. Yeah, again, it was a blessing that my mother always said as well, you know, you know, um, being from the country, if we wanted anything sweet, we had to really have my mom make it cakes, pies, or cookies. So um, mm-hmm. she always said, you know, I'm a feature, a square meal. Her square meal was a piece of protein, at least one or two veggies, and some sort of starch, you know, a potato or uh, rice mm-hmm. or, or, or beans. So I've always basically eaten healthy. Um, as I got older, around 16 was when I, no, I think around 15, 16 was when I started to really do more research on my own um, with other friends of mine that were, you know, of like, you know, hippie backgrounds. Their parents were vegan and or, or vegetarian or whatever. And I just started to experiment. Okay. I was never a big, a big meat eater myself. And I started to um, experiment more and more. So when I entered college and, you know, more information was sort of coming at me and different ways of eating. So I went from, um, um, from Virginia, I went to the University of Maryland. Um, I, was, I had a better resources and better food options, or different food options, um, should I say. And I just thought to, to really eliminate more meat um, out of my system until it was just really I was eating vegetables and fruits and, and some starches. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So with that diet, you were noticing a change with less pain, um, any yes. of that? Yes. Yes. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, uh, I, I tell patients now, and in, in any lecture I tell anyone, I say medicine is great, medicine is phenomenal, medicine has saved lives, but it's what you do mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Like it's what you put inside of your mm-hmm. body on a daily basis that, that matters more so than anything else. And I was noticing that um, the more I ate well, the better I felt, and I was able to do all my athletic things. You know, I, I played baseball, I fought mixed martial arts, I – you know, um, run, jump, I, I can, you know, was able to do anything I wanted to do. Um, and even um, when I was in, in graduate school, medical school, actually, um, I fought mixed martial arts, um, like semi-pro, and I was completely vegan then. I never lost a fight as well. So um, wow. it, was, it was pretty powerful. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and so so yes, that ma'am. sent you on a journey to be a physician or a doctor? Is, is, is this, could you, are you a regular doctor or a doctor by Ph.D.? Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a, a quote-unquote regular doctor. I do practice more um, alternative medicine. Uh, um, uh, I got my license in uh, naturopathic medicine. 
Um, but um, yeah, I'll throw a little wrinkle in there. Uh, I'm just recently certified as a um, geneticist, epigeneticist, and, and, and genomic uh, specialist as well. So um, I'm gonna uh, we of course with a lot of things I'm doing. But yes, uh, I am a, a naturopathic doctor and acupuncturist and all that good stuff. Wow! And are you are you still located in Virginia with your practice? No, ma'am. I'm in Hollywood, Florida. I moved to Florida um, about 12 years ago now. Wow. So patient wants to see you. Anyone interested in seeing you, you have, they have to go to Florida to see you. That's correct? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, and, and that's sort of the beauty of what I've developed in a program um, for most of my patients. Um, and, and for me, uh, I have patients all, all over the world, um, Sierra Leone, Nigeria, Switzerland, uh, South America, um, I really have patients all over the world, and um, what I do is I, I do Skype calls and conferences. Uh, I, I can, um, any sort of testing that, that I need, I, I send to them, and I get the, um, the last results via email, um, and then I do dietary. I do different programs for coaching um, them back to, to, to health, actually. So it's, it's pretty simple. Oh, wow. So it's pretty simple. Now, what about... <laughs> parents who come to you, if a young parent come to you with a child that's sickle cell. Now, mm-hmm. uh, with my granddaughter case, she's never had pain crisis. They have that upper awesome. acute, a chest, upper acute, acute chest program um, problem, and mm-hmm. she ended up having a stroke. So, but mm-hmm. when we look mm-hmm. at the numbers, that was one of the things we keep seeing, her blood sickling, you know, the sickling. Mm-hmm. Explain to us about the blood work and what they're looking for when we go to the hospital, the reason why so many of our people are getting transfusion. Yeah. I mean, um, the the fallacy that I always – it's two fallacies that, that are in medicine that I always have to dispel and, and – it's kind of sad, but it's true. When you go in with a higher hemoglobin ratio, um, I say nine, I say between 8.5, nine, and, and up, you know, as, as a sickle cell um, patient, they say, well, you know, your, your hemoglobin is great for a sickle cell patient, so um, you shouldn't be in crisis. Or if your fetal hemoglobin um, is at a good ratio, they're like, oh, well, you know, you're, you're producing fetal hemoglobin. You, should, you, you know, I don't think you're in a crisis. Um, and, and, and that's always a fallacy because you got to treat the patient in front of you, not the numbers that, um, that you're seeing. Because, again, sometimes it can be a, an infection like an acute chest um, or a viral infection that has created a sickle cell crisis as well. So those are the first two things I may look at. And they also look at the retic count. The retic count is basically, you know, how much uh, red blood cells um, is it, you know, how, how much bone marrow, how, how much red blood cells are being produced from your blood marrow? Um, and if, that, if your blood, bone marrow is producing high rates of, um, of, of red blood cells, that basically means that your body is overworking because you want that retake count, you know, pretty, pretty low. Um, but in some cases, you know, uh, with sickle cell patients, it's between 12 and 19. I've seen up, up you know, highs in, in, in 40%, and which is, of course, meaning that you're sickling a whole lot. Um, and then the other one that most individuals don't look at is something called the MCV. And that's really just the size of the, the red blood cell itself. 
um, which means that if you you want a nice big round, you know, um, uh, red blood cell, you don't want these smaller ones. So the larger the number, the better the smaller number, which means that you're producing them, but they're not as large as, as they should be, and it's not as much oxygen that's being produced uh, or, or being carried throughout the body, as well as all the nutrients as well. So those are some of the things we also look at. Of course, you know, we look at if you have an infection, like leukocytes and white blood cells and things that sort. So a lot of times, if we don't know about those numbers, except for the fact, you know, a lot of times we go into the doctor and they're just telling us, you know, the numbers aren't right, you need to do a blood transfusion, and we go along mm-hmm. with that. Tell us what happened to a person's body when they're constantly getting blood transfusion. Ooh, it, it, it's several things um, that are happening with having chronic blood transfusions. Um, one one main thing is you start to build antibodies. Antibodies is, is essentially um, different markers for your body to say, hey, look, I'm fighting off something. I don't know what it is exactly I'm fighting off, but I'm building up these antibodies just to keep fighting. And at a certain point, your body, if you have too many antibodies, your body will start to um, eat itself or fight itself because it has all these antibodies, and they want to fight. They, these antibodies are designed to sort of kill whatever's in there. And by having unusual or non-DNA-specific um, blood in your body or, or your own blood, um, should I say, your body's going to start to build up resistance. The other thing is the iron overload that's also being produced. And, and having too much mm-hmm. iron, you know, attacking yeah. your organs weighs down the organs and decreases the function of these organs. Uh, whether it be the spleen, the gallbladder, and definitely your intestines. And then, as a long term, it will attack your heart and also your lung and your pericardium as well, um, causing a breakdown in those and uh, um, causing a breakdown in the function of a lot of these things. Um, then uh, I'll address something that you were saying as far as your granddaughter. You know, a- a- acute chest syndrome is something that is, is, is usually from a secondary infection from um, sickle cell. Some individuals have it at the first line, um, but it's, it's usually a, a, a secondary infection when someone goes to the hospital, or they may have a cold or a flu, and it, it will develop into a, a chest syndrome. A chest syndrome usually is because of the fact that um, it's an infection that is latent somewhere in the body, or the body is not able to fight infections. And this is all um, located around the thymus. is right behind the sternum, like right, right in the middle, of, right in the breastplate of your, um, uh, but behind behind your sternum, excuse me. And the thymus mm-hmm. is what's really um, important for your overall body immunity. Is what produces killer T cells, what you know kills the bacteria, what kills the um, fungal infection, what kills the viral infections. And in in most sickle cell patients. Um, we're deficient in zinc. It's been shown in many, many studies. I put these studies out uh, many times that, you know, from the 1960s, 70s, and it skipped the 80s, but 90s, and also 2000s, different universities have shown where most sickle cell patients actually um, hyper, uh, um, we, we basically uh, urinate, urinate out most of our zinc uh, throughout the day. So we're chronically deficient in our zinc. The thymus itself actually works off of zinc. If you're deficient in zinc, the thymus doesn't produce something called thylamine, which is what is, is the messenger um, enzyme that tells the killer T cells exactly where to go and which cells to kill inside the body. So if you're chronically deficient in zinc, that means you're not going to have the, uh, uh, the, the ability to produce this thymine that will um, produce the killer T cells, thus 
will uh, could kill the bad viruses and, and, and bacteria inside the body. And that's when, you know, the, um, the acute chest syndrome really ramps up. It's been a lot of research shows that just by supplementing with the right amount of zinc, chest syndrome is like almost a thing of the past in most individuals. Actually, I, I posted that on my, on my Facebook page and also um, in other um, sites as well, um, like about a year and a half ago. So. Wow. Wow. So with sickle cell, what is the, we have a big population of young people, babies being born today, or is it kind of being weaned out with the knowledge mm-hmm. and information that we're getting? The, the unfortunate thing is there really has been a drop in the numbers, um, whether it be here in the United States or even international, um, with the addition of some of these medications like, you know, um, hydroxyurea and, and some other things, there has not been a decrease in the number of deaths. Um, the only thing that they have been showing was maybe decreasing the rate of um, going to the hospital. But even with that, you know, a lot of these individuals are still dying at an early age and a lot more babies are actually being born uh, with sickle cell. Um, that's sort of the, the, uh, the paradigm that we're in right now, the fact that we're producing all these things, and, but at the same token, is it really doing anything for the overall population? Is the rate of sickle cell being decreased or um, the rate of babies um, or, or infant deaths um, being um, decreased? Uh, or is the only thing that we can really say for certain is the longevity of the average sickle cell patient, um, their lifespan has gone from the early 20s to now uh, around the early 40s, but even in some cases, use some of these pharmaceuticals has actually has been decreased as well. And, you know, and I, what can we do? And I want this, this to be a platform to be able to reach the next generation to educate them exactly. about sickle cell and their partners, and I think we need to go earlier into school, in, into the school, to have Definitely. these kids tested, to have them to have Definitely. this knowledge. So we, we can, I think we can eliminate this. We can eliminate this. Now, Definitely. the even flow vitamins and nutrients, because what you're talking about is a deficiency, that uh, minerals and um, vitamin deficiency in our system that allowing this to happen is is that correct? Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Um, so um, the, 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 I'm gonna address the the um, the education, and then I'll, I'll get into the even flow if, if you don't mind. And, and the reason why I want to do ahead, this yes. is because you know um, I, I said years and years ago, I said. E, uh, um, Sickle cell is one of the easiest things to, to really get rid of. And, and people, you know, sort of say, you're crazy. I'm like, if you have the proper education. And the thing that my mother did for me, you know, I, I never forget this. You know, this, as I was going through puberty, my mom set me down. She said, baby, she said, anyone that you date, you know, yes, you, you won't have sex until you get married. But anyone you date, the first thing you have to ask is this girl is, you know, does she know anything about sickle cell? I'm like, what? I said, she's like, yeah, she got to ask, ask everyone that question. I don't care if she's black, Latin, white, whatever, ask everyone that question. And, again, this is in the 80s. My mom, you know, had the, had the wherewithal to tell me this information. So I've always done that. So as parents, we have to have these open conversations first and foremost. And then, yes, we have to go into the, um, into the schools, and especially the, the universities, and have these conversations. I, I know is a group going around now 
you know, to different uh, college campuses, uh, different HBCUs, and trying to spread the, the word about sickle cell and, and, and the testing and things of that sort. But it has to start with a conversation amongst the parents and also the child, you know, to say, hey, look, you know, you have this, even if it's a trait, you have to look at it from a standpoint, everyone is potential. You know, some of the first patients I had that was, you know, treated with sickle cell, it wasn't a lot of African-Americans. It was Latins and also Italians, Middle Easterns that had either uh, thalassemia or also sickle cell. So I was treating a lot of these individuals that didn't look like me that had what I had. And it was like, wait a minute, where's my brothers and sisters coming inside of this fold and, 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 and so I can educate this a, a, a lot more. But that was the, the, the conversation they had amongst themselves as well. You know, so it's almost like, you know, what, what the Jews do with Tay-Sachs. They had those conversations. Mm-hmm. They, they had themselves right. tested. And that's one reason why Tay-Sachs has decreased, not because of the research, but because of the fact that, you know, they really tested themselves until they were able to identify certain populations. So we have to sort of do the same thing. Um, and then concerning about the on the even flow, yes, it's, it's, you know, with even flow, it's definitely a, a something that – the supplement that is allowing the body to rest is giving your body all of the phytonutrients that, that you're missing on a daily basis from, from the, the lack of proper nutrition is, is really getting your body into what we call a homeostatic balance, allowing the oxygen to produce, allowing the inflammation to decrease, and also allowing your body to properly you know, produce the red blood cells and things of that sort. So by doing that, you're getting yourself a better chance, a better fighting chance to, to not have a crisis and things of that sort. Wow, wow. Well, we're going to take a break because I have a few people on there. I'm going to check and see if they have questions for you. But we will yes, take ma'am. a break. just want to remind our listening audience that you're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marsha Patterson for your health. We're here to empower you with great information so that this information can help your life and the life of someone you care much better. We'll be right back on the D-Hour Network. I'm still having some technical difficulties, so just be bear with me with this music thing. So no worries. I apologize. I'm still having some technical difficulty. But let me check. Let me go to some of our callers and see if anyone has a question for Dr. Ware, okay? Okay. I think things are locking up on me just like it did coming on, so I, I do apologize. So, Dr. Ware, you just kind of want to give us some information on how people can reach you, what you do if they were a new patient. Give us a prototype of how that's done, okay? Okay. Um, as someone with a new patient, um, and, and I have different protocols, but I, I'll say a parent of an infant with um, sickle cell, and they just find out. The first thing I always tell patients is, you know, relax. It's not the end of the world because um, um, most of them think it's the end of the world. You know? 
um, there are ways to definitely um, improve the health to decrease the chance of any crisis happening, if any would happen at, at all. You know, um, we, we go through our questionnaire. Our questionnaire um, and it is a health questionnaire that's about um, 15 to 20 pages long um, because I want to know as much information as possible so I can, to, I can plan out a lifestyle for you. And I cater the lifestyle directly to the individual. Um, if I need tests, I would definitely order the test. But most, most of the time, I don't order tests because of the fact that I want to just get a good baseline um, knowledge base of what the parent um, knows about sickle cell, knows about the proper nutrition for their child, and what, what's really their plan. If they don't have a plan, then we'll set up a plan together, and I'll um, help them be knowledgeable, of what, knowledgeable about what they need to do and why these nutrients are important for their child. Most individuals want to um, have their, their, their kids be normal. And I say, well, the normal American diet is already unhealthy, so we, we have to get that out of, out of our head anyway. So the pizza, the hot dogs, the chicken nuggets, and the french fries, and the macaroni and cheese, and the cakes and all that, we have to sort of throw that to the side because we want health to be our first and most paramount thing. So I focus on that. And then I'll take them through different, um, different protocols for, okay, if you get a cold, this is what's going to happen, this is what you're going to do, and these are the things that you're able to take. Um, if you, uh, and, and then a lot of parents always ask about vaccinations, and I, and I will tell people, hey, look, you know, I'll tell you my spill on it, but I'm not telling you to or not to vaccinate your kids, but I go through that spill as well. And then um, I just, just keep blending uh, words of encouragement and have them understand this is not the end of the world. Now, this is a teenager that I'm looking at, and I know that the parents have um, not followed a healthy lifestyle. It's a lot more behavioral things, a lot more um, like reassuring and sort of getting the child to understand that, you know, I don't care if you're 12 or if you're 18, this is your health, it's not your parents' responsibility. And I try to impair, empower the, the children um, or teenagers to eat better and, and the reasons why. And, you know, sometimes it can be an uphill battle. And 90% of the, of the time, you know, is an uphill battle. And then within, you know, a few months, we, I'll get that phone call that they've changed their diet. They're believing to the whole system, and, and they're, they're doing a lot better. If I have adults who call me um, and want to be um, – a, a patient of mine, and it is a completely different protocol because it's a, a retraining of the mind. It's a retraining of um, how to deal with stress. And as we know, stress brings on sickle cell crisis. How, how to, you know, repair a lot of the, the, the damage that was been done for years and years and years um, from either taking medications or, you know, have the sickle cell crisis because with every sickle cell crisis, there's a, a, some form of damage that's been happening um, as well. Um, so, that's essentially the whole process I go through. And that's why I say I do more precision medicine and I treat individuals and not just a disease um, because I really try to cater everything I'm doing to the person. And that's why a lot of my conversations are anywhere from a half an hour to, to an hour and a half um, to make sure that they are so well educated that they feel the confidence that they can do whatever it is they need to get done to be successful with their life. So we're walking through a new – first you do a, a survey um, of, for them, and then mm -hmm. we do blood work. So there's lab work involved too, correct? Yes. And the diet. So the diet that you're yes. fixing them is more of a beacon diet of – No, ma'am. No, ma'am. It, 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 it's, it's not a beacon diet. 
And the reason why it's not a vegan diet is because I want to make sure that I'm doing what's good for them and not what's good for what I see from my own standpoint. Um, and I want to make sure it's something that they can actually follow. So a lot of times I tell individuals, you know, just eat fish, chicken, and turkey um, because those are the, are the less inflammatory um, meats or proteins out there and just really focus on as many fruits and veggies as possible and then decrease in the ratios of sugary um, snacks and drinks and things of that sort. And does that seem to work? And so what is the time frame? Is there usually maybe a month or three months, someone being able to see the difference? And are they on the even flow along with this dietary change? Yes, yes. I mean, um, in, in, in all the cases, I, I tell, I'm telling people definitely take the even flow because, again, you know, just the term supplement in, in general is designed to do what? Supplement what you're not getting in your normal diet. So the supplement is very, very important. So, um, I mean, uh, I, I already know that most individuals aren't eating enough, um, you know, magnesium or, you know, foods that, that, you know, exactly, or, or, or thank you for, for, for correcting me, eating enough vegetables or fruits on a daily basis. But even, mm-hmm. even if there are, the quality of the fruits and veggies today have completely changed. You know, it, it, it was Correct. a study that actually showed that, um Compared like a nutrient base comparison comparison from like 20 years ago um, is going to be different. Like a, a normal even organic apples now don't have the same uh, nutrient content from 20 years ago. So um, that's why supplementation is very very important as well. So the even flow is definitely going to give you you know a level of phytonutrients and regular nutrients because it does contain the folic acid and a lot of the phytonutrients that that you also need as well. And, you know, we're dealing with genetic and engineered food now. You know, uh, we've yes, got ma'am. about 52 different hyper type of uh, all these type of food, foods that's out mm-hmm. there. I was listening on the evening news just recently in China, I think it is. They have genetically yes. modified twins, twins, yes. genetically modified twin babies that were born. And I'm yes. thinking, okay, I hope they don't let them kids into the United States. <laughs> like, who wants to breed and mix with some genetically modified children? Mm. I mean, where are we? Yes. Where, where do it end? So yeah. our generation, the next generation, you know, I'm a baby boomer. So the kids, like mm-hmm. people, you're, you said you're 70 baby. My oldest daughter 70. The generation coming behind of them, um, like my granddaughter, they not getting the real food. And that's why, with for your help, I talk about organic fruits and vegetables, fermenting your mm-hmm. food, growing your own food, saving mm-hmm. your own seeds, and having mm-hmm. the food that you know that's going to be nutritionally healing for your body. Exactly. We have to exactly. go there because we're eating food that affects, and it also affects your brain because the gut affects the brain. <laughs> it affects your, your emotion, your everything. Exactly, everything. exactly, exactly. You know, um, and, and part of, of what I'm doing with my genetics, I'm, I'm actually looking at telomeres. The telomeres are actually at the end of the, um, your chromosome um, and, and your genes. And what it does is it actually gives you a true, like, genetic lifespan. And it shows that uh, uh, basically 100% of the, 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 the preservatives in food today are affecting our chromosomes to the fact that it's decreasing our lifespan. You know, so, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and that's part of the, the, the craziness is, you know, knowing that these foods, I mean, like high fructose corn syrup, 
which is in almost every packaged good out there, it actually decreases our brain function by 30 to 40% for about three to four hours. So if you, and, and, and they know this stuff. It's research that shows you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything that's new. They know this stuff. So if you know that yes. high fructose corn yes. syrup does this stuff and you're still allowing this stuff to actually be in this packaged goods, Whose fault is it really? Yes, you know, we as parents just, you know, should definitely say, hey, look, kids, don't eat this stuff at all. And my kids do not eat that right. stuff. Um, but right. at the same token, why are you still allowing them to be on the market and affecting and actually decreasing, you know, our brain function? So uh, um, I, I do a lot of executive talks. You know, I had a talk at, at the um, headquarters uh, for American Express, and that was one of the first things I, I brought up. You know, as far as, like, you know, first thing or the first things you're eating in the morning if you're eating, you know, these creamers, da 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 I'm like, you're decreasing your brain function. And, and these executives are looking at me like, holy crap, we, we have those creamers, you know, here for our, our um, employees. Because, you know, and, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, so you're decreasing your ratio of productivity. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you didn't allow that inside your building and, you, you know, I'm having this lecture. I'm like, your productivity and also your profit can actually go up. It's been shown by 10 to 15% by allowing your people to actually have better food quality, food choices. They're like holy right, moment. Right. So, so it's a, so the yeah. same thing for a sickle cell patient, for a diabetic patient. It's like if you eat these things, you're bringing inflammation inside your body. You're decreasing the ratio of what your your body's supposed to do, your brain's supposed to do. is fight any any sort of illness that comes inside your body. So people always ask me, well, yeah. you know, you don't look sick. I'm like, well, because I don't eat that stuff. I don't allow my body to get into a state of of uh, of disrepair. You know. Right. My whole medical right. model is this right here. My medical model is we are always in the sick model, meaning like we're trying not to be sick. And with what I do with medicine with people is I try to, you know, keep you in homeostasis, but I'm trying to also enhance you to get you beyond homeostasis. So if something happens and you start to actually get sick, you won't get sick. You'll get back in homeostasis where you may feel tired. You may feel like, you know, I want to take a nap or something like that. Next thing you know, everyone around you is sick, coughing or whatever else, and you're like, man, I'm just tired. But you never feel sick because mm-hmm. your body's doing a proper job and fighting these uh, viruses, you know, on a daily basis. But if you stay in that sick model, you go from being, okay, I feel a little bit better in homeostasis and feel okay, and then as soon as you get sick, you get back into that sick model again. So we try to enhance your life. That's the main thing for us. Right. enhancing everybody's right. life. And, you know, what you said, given presentation, I did one for the Noonan Police Department because when I had my store in Noonan, the police department mm-hmm. was in back of me and I had the fire department on one. So I went and did a free presentation for them. And I told the officers, mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I truly believe that what's going on in our community, you're not hating them or they're hating you, is that you guys are sick. You're making poor judgment because of what you eat. It affects your mood. It affects your attitude. I said the donuts, the coffee, the junk you're eating is affecting your brain. And I said mm-hmm. there's a book called The Sugar in the Criminal Mindset. That sugar actually makes you angry, agitated. Mm-hmm. It makes you crazy. Mm-hmm. And I said you exactly. make judgments without thinking because you're sick. And I told the mm-hmm. officers, I said, guess what? You're arresting people that may have never taken one drink of alcohol whatsoever. Doctors have diagnosed it as the Brewer syndrome, where people mm-hmm. eating too much carbs, too much sugar, mm-hmm. and they have yeast in their gut, and they're actually yes. getting drunk. Yep. And that if you're feeding kids that diet at an early age, they're craving alcohol and drugs at an early age. Mm-hmm. They were blown yeah. away. 
And I said, yeah. and it affects you where you can't remember stuff. And then when I said about the Brewer syndrome, the captain screamed from the back, oh, my God, I just got a memo on that. Mm-hmm. And these officers came up to me and said, okay, what do I need to do? Because I can't remember nothing. Because the only reason why mm-hmm. I got in there to do the presentation, because I told him, I said, you guys got a dirty little secret. Y'all don't want nobody to know. And he said, what is that? I said, y'all can't remember one report from another. And mm-hmm. that's when I got in. People want to keep their job. So you're not going to go to your boss and tell him you're sick or you can't remember exactly. nothing. Exactly. You're going to keep doing what you got to do to pay the bills. But I tell exactly. you, so many of us Americans are sick and making poor judgment. And then you got medication mm-hmm. on top of that that has side effects mm-hmm. and everything else that confounds that. Then, okay, wait a minute, let's put alcohol and drugs on top of all that. So, oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> We're sick. We're yes. sick. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. I, th- I think I got this thing working right. We're going to take a break, and then I'm going to check to see if anyone has any questions for you, okay? Yes, ma'am. All right. Just remind my listening audience, you're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Thaddison for your health with Dr. Ware. We'll be right back. I don't want to have to go where you 
to thank you guys for waiting. We're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Patterson with For Your Health. want to remind our listening audience, to all our For Your Health listening audience, this program and radio show is, is advice for information presented here for the purpose of information and education only. It should not be construed as offering medical device, advice or diagnosis or treatment for any illness or injury. Please consult with your licensed practitioner or your doctor for any diagnosis or treatment. I do have a caller online, Mr. Dr. Ware, for you. I'm going to bring her on. Okay. All right. Uh, caller, give us your name and then ask, tell Dr. Ask Dr. Ware your question. Hi. Good, good evening. Uh, my name is Martina, and here's, here's my question. My daughter has sickle cell anemia. And she was diagnosed when, well, we found out when she was, we were, it was confirmed when she was two years of age. However, she's never had a pain crisis, but she did have a stroke when she turned six. So every mm-hmm. month, about maybe five to six weeks, I have labs, chemistry, drawn for her. And I, I have them check her hemoglobin S, which tells me the number of percent, the percentage of abnormal mm-hmm. blood cells in her body. Hemoglobin S, hemoglobin A. Of course, um, I check her retics, you know, and then her hemoglobin, her ferritin, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So um, first let me start with this. I don't know, maybe it's me, but I really wanted to know where did sickle cell begin? I, from all the <laughs> literature that I've read, they said genetic mutation and then in the subhera, mm-hmm. you know, the people in that mm-hmm. region, um, because mm-hmm. of malaria, they seem to have more sickled uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've read tons of literature. I went to Spelman. <laughs> and, I mean, I know they created the AIDS virus and all of this other stuff that we have. Mm-hmm. I just really don't believe that because these people were in this region with this malaria, right, that our bodies just mutated and we, you know, developed this disease, and now it's protecting us from malaria because the people who had the sickle cell didn't die or didn't didn't die from the malaria. They were able to overcome it. I, so from your studies and all of that good stuff, do you believe that the body mutated and that this is what God did to protect us from malaria? Like, it's a very, very good question, and there's a lot of controversy that surrounds that. And the thing that I honestly will say is one reason why I actually did start to really study um, genetics, um, because I, I don't know if you would listen to the old thing, I, I, I am a genetics uh, specialist now, um, was to sort of get more answers and to, to really understand, um, like, when they really mapped out the entire genetic code, the, the whole DNA code, like, what are, are our genes really saying? Um, and, 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 and to sort of answer, you know, there are a lot of um, other uh, conditions that um, are mutations as well. Like, you know, I, I did, uh, uh, say, Tay-Sachs um, disease, uh, hemophilia, um, is another disease that's actually a genetic mutation. Um, hemophilia is basically if someone gets a, a cut um, on a finger, uh, they don't have a, a, a blood clotting factor, so they can actually bleed just from a paper cut. Um, I mean, bleed, bleed to death is from a paper cut um, sometimes. Um, it, it's different forms of it, but, you know, it's a whole spectrum. So these are genetic mutations um, that actually can occur. 
Now, um, they did actually look at um, some of the DNA from King Tut, and King Tut was believed to be um, uh, very young when he died, and they um, supposedly, and I, I saw the report, I'm always saying supposedly, you know, he did supposedly die from his uh, sickle cell crisis as well. So sickle cell and a lot of the, you know, I, I do a lot of work in Africa, so a lot of the research even out of Africa has said this has been around well before when the um, Europeans went over there and started to um, do anything. It's been reports from like the 1700s and 1800s of being reports of having sickle cell crisis as well. Um, different tribes have known this for hundreds and hundreds of years about um, what they consider, because um, over there, they believe it's a demon that possesses your blood as the reason why you have these crises and, and attack you in different ways. So when I look at it from that standpoint, I'll believe it more so than how it was been classified here um, as well. So I do believe that it is a genetic mutation. I don't truly see the, the research that says it was specifically for the um, uh, malaria um, combatant, because a lot of individuals with sickle cell, I mean, especially in Nigeria, a lot of people that one reason why they keep having sickle cell crisis is because they keep contracting malaria um, as well, and they have sickle cell, so um, or sickle cell trait. So you know, I, I don't know the truth of that. It can just be a, a genetic mutation, and it just kept happening over and over again. So that's the best answer I can give you. Um, so. Mm. I don't know. I'm not really. Yeah, I'm sorry. I may have to go study <laughs> genetics myself. I'm just. I. It just doesn't. Come on, study with me. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, and, and, and I don't mean to get into debate, but it's just like you know, um, I have a, a distant cousin who's Jewish, um, and unfortunately, he's dying of Tay-Sachs disease. And and we've known, you know, and and his parents are are, are Jewish, and yes, I'm I'm part Jewish with my family, <laughs> but um, you know, and and his, you know, he died of Tay-Sachs disease. He's only two years old, and we know from like you know, definitely uh, for you know centuries that Tay-Sachs disease or different forms of Tay-Sachs disease has been a genetic mutation, um, you know, out of Israel and also the um, the actual Middle East, and of course now here in the United States, and it's really just from uh, individuals. From, with the Jewish um, background and a very specific region of um, uh, uh, Jewish descent um, people. So, you know, looking at, if you want to look at it from, from that perspective and sort of comparatively, you know, to sickle cell, it's almost the same um, situation where you're like, well, you know, was it created, you know, things like that. But it's been like, you know, hundreds of years of research um, with that as well. Um, Sorry to hear about you now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. But okay, so my other oh. question is this: okay, I'm sorry. Is so when when I, when we do our retic count and our hemoglobin, yes. all of, all of the letters, right? Yes. S A, you know, et cetera. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so I gauge that off of like when I'm going to take her to get transfused, right? So that's how I gauge mm-hmm. gauge mm-hmm. when I should should transfuse. I'm gonna just tell mm-hmm. you now. I absolutely am scared to stop the transfusion, okay? Mm-hmm. So I haven't, so I haven't. And I've taken my daughter to Honduras. I've done all this natural stuff, you know, looking mm-hmm. for, you know, an alternative treatment. She's changed her, her diet. I mean, she still mm-hmm. cheats sometimes. We just had Thanksgiving dinner. But for overall, she pretty, eats pretty clean. So mm-hmm. I, I am just like, so, you know, now we're getting ready to transition to adult sickle cell care, right? We're leaving mm-hmm. the children's system. 
So mm-hmm. I don't really know, like, I, I, I just don't really know for a person who has not had a crisis, mm-hmm. you know, what would you recommend? Uh, you know, I, saw, I know you're pushing the even flow, but, like, <laughs> what else would you would you recommend no, no, for us no, to, and, to do? And, and I, I, I just want to really, really correct you. Know, you. I, in any lecture, any um, thing I speak about, I, I never push even flow. I'm the worst salesperson, so you can oh, always, you know, and the reason why I say that is because I, I'm not selling anything to anyone. I'm telling you exactly what I've, I've gone through myself, I'm, and, and I've treated thousands of people, patients with sickle cell. You know, to, to be a natural, you know, doctor and treat as many sickle cell patients as I have is almost unheard of. So, but, and, and I'm saying this, you know, with, with great conviction. I'm not trying to say, okay, well, if you just put on even clothes, she's going to be great. That's not the case. And the thing that I, I, I hear just right here is I don't want you to pass on, as you said, your fear to her because that fear is going to produce certain chemicals in her body that's going to also allow her not to be responsive to other treatments as well. And I'll tell you the reason why. A lot of research that, that I do is uh, it's not about um, giving you something. It's retraining your thought process to sort of say, okay, well, um, like you said, it was Thanksgiving and we cheated. So say, for instance, she ate one thing, one thing um, that had dairy inside of it. And knowing from a genetic standpoint, 99.8% of anyone with African descent should not have any dairy because we cannot produce it. We cannot uh, absorb it. So it creates inflammation inside of her body, and then she has her first pain crisis. And since she's never experienced a pain crisis, it just goes from zero to 100 really, really fast. So even by that little bit of cheating, you don't know what's really doing to her body. And then what I would do was really I, I would sort of like look at your entire diet and say, are you eating good for yourself? Are you hydrating well for yourself? Are you in a cold climate or in a warm climate? Like, what are you doing on a daily basis to ensure that everything that you're doing for exercise, mental health, physical health, everything is being optimized for her and not just relying on these uh, uh, transfusions because there's going to be iron overload. There's going to be antibody overload. There's going to be breakdown of different organs over a period of time. You cannot use a transfusion as a way to promote health not just short-term, but also long-term. It's not going to be a longevity with that because when she has her first pain crisis and now these antibodies are in her system, she has to get more blood, more blood, what, what's going to be like the next step then? So you got to start doing more to really optimize everything, everything you can do for her right now and not just say, well, we're doing the best we can for now because if, if she's eating well, who put her on that diet? Was it, you know, for her genetics? Was it for her specific condition? You know, was it because of the fact that, you know, it improved her menstrual cycle? So, you know, even when she's ovulating, then her hormones are going to be affected. You got, you got to look at all those things to make sure she's having the best care that she can. That's the only way you're going to ensure she's going to have the best chance to have the best longevity um, ever. I'm sorry, one yeah, rant. I apologize. You. No, it's your thank you. All right, thank you. All right, we have another question, Doctor Ware. Yes, ma'am. Hello, Uh, uh, hello. Are you there? Are you there, caller? Eight zero eight four, caller. Are you online? 
Okay, they said they had a question, so I'll come back to them. Okay. Hello, caller. Are you on the line? Caller? Hello, caller? I think everybody. Caller, are you there? I'm going to scare everyone away. <laughs> I don't, they're there. They're still online. Hold on. Let me try one more time. Hello, caller? Okay. Hello, caller. Are you there? Okay. We got two callers that had that said they have questions, but when I went to them, they weren't available. Okay, Dr. Weir, okay. give people yes. information as to how they can reach you and check out your website. Give us that information right now, if you don't mind. Yes. Um, you know, you, you can call the one eight six six number. It's one eight six six four four zero six two four three. That's the um the hotline for Healing Blends Global. Um, or look at our website, www.healingblendsglobal.com. And the reason why I'm giving you that website, because it's going to give you a lot more information concerning very specific conditions that, you know, we treat, not just for the supplement, and also it's a better way to get in contact with me. My own website, drcharlieware.com, um, is in a static website. I'm redoing that, um, and it just gives, you know, just some basic information um, as well. So you can, you can also uh, look at that. It's drcharlieware.com. That's W-A-R-E. It's all one word. Is D R C H A R L I E W A R E dot com. Doctor Ware, uh, yes. The caller before uh, Martina said that she went to Honduras. Doctor Sebi was yes. one of the doctors in Honduras, talking about yes. healing people from sickle cell. So, have you connected mm-hmm. with other natural African American uh, herbalists and people out there and what they're doing, kind of bring a I think we. This is what my purpose with uh, for your health is to bring a unity mm-hmm. because you got so many different people with great information, doing great yes. things, making yes. pronounced you know making changes in their health as well as other health. But it's like a dot. They're out there, out there by themselves. And I think the mm-hmm. strength and when we connect those dots and information, so everybody can hear or learn about this. So mm-hmm. are you familiar with Dr. Sebi and what he was doing? Uh, any of this have a profound effect on you and the herbs that you put together? Um, I, I knew Dr. Sebi. Actually, I met a few of, of his um, disciples, uh, sorry, I say disciples or, or practitioners that, that practice under him. Um, mm-hmm. And, it, it you know, some of the dietary things that, that he was um, discussing as far as, like, you know, uh, the, the mucus few, uh, the, the mucus free foods, you know, um, it was definitely like, wow, you know, we definitely stink a lot. Um, but as far as the herbals, uh, I was on a different uh, uh, spectrum as far as like, the way I was, you know, the reason why I put different things together. I, I definitely look at my, my stuff from a, um, a biomedical standpoint. Um, I really do a lot of research with each herb. Um, like a, a few of the herbs that, uh, that I put together for sickle cell disease, um, I know like the ferulic acid inside of it, um, the different things that um, you know increase heart rate, uh, uh, decrease inflammation um, directly. So I, I try to make sure that uh, when I have to go to a lab, I can prove everything that, that I say is working uh, from from that perspective. Um, but you know, uh, I, I, you know, I did research him for a while, uh, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to, to really meet with him uh, like I wanted to, to to really get a a true sit down and understand 
like I said, I have met with a few of his um, practitioners, and, you know, the, the thought process was definitely in line. And, and some other practitioners are definitely um, in other countries, and uh, Germany, uh, different parts of Africa, and also the U.S. that, you know, we've definitely spoken, and we definitely are on the same wavelength with understanding on how to really treat, you know, um, uh, this condition and other um, health conditions that, that affect the African-American community as well. Yeah. Well, I have another caller online. Ma'am, will you give him your name and your question, please? Can you hear me? We can hear you. Yes, ma'am. Okay. My name is Lakara York. And um, the question I wanted to ask was, how can we set up a consultation with you if if we're not located in Florida? I know you Mm -hmm. said via email or um, Skype. Like how can we how can we reach you to set that up? Yes, um, the one eight six six four four zero six two four three. You can call that number, and they, they can set you up um, with the proper person, like the department setters, um, to to make that happen. And I'll walk you through the process. So what will happen is we'll send you all the paperwork. You'll fill it out. Um, and then once I receive it, I'll review it, and then I'll um, go ahead and um, schedule a, a call with you. Because once I'm on the phone with you, you'll have uh, we'll be on the phone for about half an hour to 45 minutes, and I'm gonna you know let you speak, and then I'll give you a plan of action, and then we'll have some follow-up mm-hmm. calls with that. Um, and then I'll decide after our initial call which labs that I'll want to draw, and if, if if even if there's any need for any draws as well, because sometimes. I don't even have labs drawn because of the fact that I'm like, you know what, this is really a dietary thing. Let's get diet straight mm-hmm. before we start to pull blood and, 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 and micronutrients and all these other things. Let's just get a diet um, straight. And once the diet is straight, you know, because 90% of the struggle is going to be the diet, so I want to hit the diet um, first and then, you know, other supplements and, and just getting you in a good, educated mindset. Okay. So to have a consultation with you, do you accept? Like, um, what types of insurance do you accept? Unfortunately, for the consultations, I, well, well, for the consultations, I don't. I'm doing insurance. Like for, for for consultations, it's usually I'll give you if it's just a consultation, I'll give you free mm-hmm. ten minutes just to tell me, um, just to see if we can even work together. Because unfortunately, not 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 all people you know work well together. You know, some people um, just want some information. Some people really want to. Take the next step. So people just want to fill me out, so I'll give you a free ten-minute consultation, and, and, and that's, that's basically goes out to almost all the, um, the listeners as well. I do um, free um, ten-minute consultations, but um, in that consultation, um, what I do is I'll listen to what you have to say, I'll tell you what mm-hmm. I feel from you, and if we can actually go to the next level of you know possibly having a paid you know um, uh, initial consult where I'm giving you you know all the information um, that you need to get better as well. Okay, and I have right. one more question. No worries. We we do we give our son um, even flow and virus, but mm-hmm. what what can we do if we're in the process of waiting for like we ran out? What can we do for him to where he can still um, build? Um, I'm not saying it right. To where he can still <laughs> produce more red blood cells and fight infections. Mm-hmm. Chlorophyll. That's that's the other thing. Um, is um, 
if there's no um, history of iron overload, I say chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is, you know, the, the closest thing to nature to our own hemoglobin. And it it's all green, and it comes from plants, and it will actually help you produce more red blood cells. The reason why okay. I, I combine – yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I, we ordered that We ordered that from your site as well. We give him that too. Okay, awesome. So, so I mean, if, if you run out of the, the even flow, just make sure you always have some chlorophyll around. The reason why, you know, the chlorophyll, it works, but it won't sustain is because of the fact that it breaks down the body a lot faster than just, you know, the, the even flow as well. Okay, so can you give the chlorophyll more than once a day? Um, you can, but you want to be careful because if you overdo chlorophyll, and some people have adverse effects, it can make them constipated. So you want to make sure you, you give plenty of water with it. I mean, um, you know, at least six ounces um, of water um, with it as well. Okay, because we, we usually put it in. Well, we give it to him and our daughter, but he's the one that has sickle cell. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually put it in, like, orange juice or apple juice or something like that. Is that okay? No orange juice. Orange juice is, it should not be drank. It's too harsh on the stomach. It's too acidic. It's too sugary. Okay. So the apple juice oh. is fine. Yeah, definitely. Is Orange juice, if anyone on the, on this call is drinking orange juice, you know, walk to your refrigerator and pour it down the sink, especially if it's already in the carton, it has to be different uh, preserves inside of it to make it all stay together. If you press fresh orange juice and let it sit on the table, Ten minutes later, it's mm-hmm. going to separate out the orange, you know, everything. That, I'm, not, I'm not even saying the pulp, but, but the actual orange juice itself and the actual water is going to separate out. If you go to a carton and you just pour it uh, right out the carton, it's going to all look like regular orange juice, correct? There's too many things they mm-hmm. put inside of there to make it stick together as well as they pasteurize it so it's making it more sweet as well. So it's actually bad for you. But anyway, um, but the, the, the apple juice is okay as long as you dilute it with water as well. Okay. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, you call um okay, we have another call. Let me check and see if they have a question. Okay. Call it do you have a question? Hello, caller. Okay. All right, that caller must have me on mute and then walked away from the phone. Um <laughs> You know, uh, Dr. Ware, one thing I do is I teach about fermented foods. Have you yes. educated people yes. about fermented foods and, and probiotics? Of and of course. Well, do you think if we feed this food to young women before they're pregnant and the young uh, men taking healthy vitamins and nutrients, can we eliminate uh, sickle cell that way or just because of the mutation of the cells or the genes that won't help, that won't interfere with it? You know, the, the, the thing with it, 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 it makes total sense. And the, the, the thing with it, unfortunately, um, you'll be able to still pass along the gene. Now, passing along the gene and having it express itself is two completely different things. And this is the, the beauty of, of why I got into genetics and the type of form of genetics, you know, I'm counseling I do. You know, um, because, you know, 
historically, everyone's born with anywhere from 8 to 12 different, you know, deadly diseases and cancers in their genome already, correct? So as far Mm -hmm. as as what you eat and your lifestyle to make them actually express themselves, it just doesn't happen. So people, you know, there are tribes in Africa where 80% of the individuals have sickle cell, SS, full-blown, but never experience one symptom of sickle cell disease. And the reason why is what they're eating is how they're producing their foods is how they're living their lifestyle as well. And this is well, very, very well documented. It's, it's, uh, it's one of them is like the, the Hayak family uh, uh, tribe um, in, in Central Africa. So essentially, um, it's really about, yes, you know, if you eat proper, if you do all the things that you're supposed to do, and that's one, one reason I was telling um, the young lady um, about her daughter, if you do all the things proper for your body, it's not going to produce itself because some beautiful things happen inside of the genes and, and also DNA itself. It's something called methylization and also assimilation, which means that either the gene is going to express itself by opening itself up or it's going to tighten itself back down. Tightening itself back down basically means that it's not going to allow anything to express itself that shouldn't express itself according to the environment it's actually in. Uh, say, say, for instance, you're, you know, like right now, you know, uh, my kids are running around the house, so I walked outside and stopped my car, and I'm in Florida, so it's like 83 degrees, and it's not at 930 at night, right? So I'm sitting in the car with my mm-hmm. air conditioning. So if I went outside, I'm going to automatically feel like, you know, hot and sweaty because I've tempered my body to be in, in my, you know, 73-degree car right now. So it's the same thing that happens with your actual genes. Your genes get used to being in a certain environment that's either going to be healthy for them or harmful, and, and it's going to keep producing those things. So to answer your question, by eating the right fermented foods, by eating the right spices, that's another thing that a lot of Americans, we don't know how to do. We don't know how to use spices. Spices were designed, mm-hmm. and it says in the Bible that, you know, I'll give you the leaves as your medicine. Mm-hmm. So spices usually mm-hmm. are leaves, correct? These leaves and spices have different phytochemicals inside of them that actually are designed to help your body in different ways. Everyone knows ginger is good for what? Stomach, reduces stomach acid, mm-hmm. you know, and inflammation, right? Every, you know, if you mm-hmm. eat a little bit, you know, it, uh, um, what is it, uh, rosemary. Rosemary, if you smell rosemary, certain parts of the brain light up to help you remember things a lot better. You know, and, and things of that sort. So it's like different spices are designed to actually heal your body. So if you cook with more spices and less salt, you know, less bad salt, um, less sugar, things of that sort, we added more spices to our food, you'll see that your health is going to improve because you're getting those extra phytochemicals and nutrients inside of your system. So, yes, fermented right. foods, you know, the spices, um, you know, soaking um, a lot of your grains, because uh, a lot of the grains yeah. has phytic acid inside of it. Correct. That, uh, uh, yeah. it, it, it you know, so, so it's, it's different ways of making sure you get back to the basics. Getting back to the basics right. and making sure that you're cooking your food, you're looking at your food, and you're not overfeeding yourself. You know? Right. And it's like, you know, right. the other thing is like, you know, we think that we need to have these three big meals of the day, you know, in order, in order to be healthy <laughs> or, you know, and, and, you know, and, and you don't, you know, it's like one meal a day and you snack throughout the entire day. Like, you know, I, I, I love Ethiopian food and I, I eat Ethiopian food and that teff, if you can eat a whole thing of injera, it's the bread we actually use to eat, eat the Ethiopian food. If you can eat one, one whole one of those, you're going to be so full. You won't even eat for the rest of the day. 
And that's what it was uh, wow. designed for, to actually slowly break down wow. in your system, to allow you to absorb all the nutrients. And the test itself, or oleanjera, is actually fermenting. So you're getting all your B vitamins, you're getting all your nutrients, and you're actually absorbing your nutrients more rarely. It's simple as that. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about the people in Africa who have sickle cell but no, not showing any of the symptoms. Uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Weston Price was a dentist born in the late 1800s. I think he died in 1930-something. And there's a mm-hmm. Weston Price Foundation that's international. And he was mm-hmm. a very prominent, wealthy dentist in the early years. And his friends mm-hmm. were visiting Africa, Asia, all these remote villages and places that has not been saturated with the American diet or civilization mm-hmm. as they know it. Mm-hmm. And these people were eating off the land. And they in doing the yeah. 1920s, some they had tuberculosis, they had cancer, and people mm-hmm. had teeth deformity, what he called crooked teeth, missing teeth, mm-hmm. you know, all that. And he visited mm-hmm. remote villages in Africa and people in Afghanistan and India and Africa, uh, Alaska, all these remote people who had no touch with civilization did not need mm-hmm. a dentist, did not need a yep. doctor, they didn't have yep. tuberculosis, they didn't have yep. no heart issues because they were yep. eating off the land, they were fermenting their mm-hmm. food, they were growing their own mm-hmm. food, and their food mm-hmm. was not processed. When the white exactly. flour, white sugar, white rice, and white salt came on the scene, which had all been bleached, mm-hmm. and chemical food, that's when the heart rate, that means all this other stuff, obesity, other stuff, came into play and he teaches and that western price teachers say okay we need to go back to fermenting our food and fermenting food is really powerful right now because i love fermenting foods and milling Mm -hmm. your own flour soaking your grain Mm because i soak my oatmeal before i even cook my oatmeal you know i soak it let it soak and and some of those people in remote villages he found was soaked their beans for weeks before yes. they cook it, yes. releasing the phytic acid off of it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, bringing, this is what this show is about in yesterday's kitchen for today. I tell people I'm the grandma of yesterday because grandma of yesterday used to pull you in the kitchen and say, come here, baby, let me show you how to do this. Let me show exactly. you how to make this butter. Let me show you how to make mm-hmm. this. And we're not mm-hmm. eating that natural food. And that's why organic, and I tell people, that's why the organic business is, is booming because the chemicals, exactly. genetically modified food that they're making, the chemicals they spray on our food has a profound effect on our health, you know. Yes. And mm-hmm. many people don't know when they go into the grocery store, that round little sticker on your produce is telling them how they treat your food before you get it. So exactly. we're telling you to buy fresh fruits and vegetables, but that little sticker, that URL code, if it starts with a nine, it's organic. Mm-hmm. If it starts with a four or three, it's grown conventionally, but they use herbicide and pesticide. And you exactly. don't want herbicide and pesticide when it's a a, a, a a strawberry or blueberry because that spray of that herbicide and pesticide sinks directly into the fruit itself. Yes. So you're eating herbicide yes. and pesticide, something with, something with soft skin. And if it starts mm-hmm. with an eight, it's genetically modified. But guess what? Mm-hmm. They're not putting the eight on the label because the eights no. are usually the ones in a bag with the barcodes mm-hmm. and the numbers. And I remember being in a Kroger's and I bought some potatoes. I said, they don't have a number on here. So I called the 800 number. And the lady go, well, 
the only way you can avoid getting genetically modified food is you have to go with a nine. Mm-hmm. The nine on the produce. <laughs> and many people, we, you know, that we're telling them, go eat healthy. So you go to the store and you see all these vegetables, but not realizing, yep. wait a minute, how did they treat my vegetable before I got to the store? And that's why we exactly. encourage local farmers, knowing your farmers, fresh farm eggs, you know, all organic. And, and you know, back exactly. when my grandmother was living, that's all they had because they did their own. Yep. It exactly. wasn't sprayed with exactly. herbicide and pesticides. And so, exactly. and I truly exactly. believe that contributed to my grandmother living to be 105, you know. But, definitely, you know, definitely. we definitely. have to teach the next generation on how to take care of their food, their body, and their food mm-hmm. because food is supposed to be our medicine. And exactly. so you have it in the pill form with the nutrients. So there's no way we can get all those nutrients in our vitamins, in our food no more. And, and, and that's, that's the unfortunate part, you know, and, and to sort of piggyback on that, you know, I, I grew up on a farm, like I said, you know, my, my grandfather had chickens, you know, goats, pigs, and, and grew food in the back. And um, the ironic thing, and, and, and it, it's, it's so striking, my great aunt and my great uncle, you know, my, my grandfather's brothers and sister, and we used to all live on the land. They died so much earlier than and my grandfather, and I'll tell you the reason why. You know, being of Native American descent, they passed for white. So they went to New York and New Jersey and earned money, and that's how they were able to buy, like, hundreds of acres of land in, in Virginia for, for the family to actually have. But my grandfather had wow. wavy hair, so he wasn't as, you know, he, he couldn't pass for being white. So long story short, he stayed there in Virginia eating off the land. Now, my uncle and my uh, a great aunt, my great aunt, um, um, aunt, they both die of senility and also just of different things early. My grandfather lived to 80, like six years old, um, rotten his bicycle every day. He had one missing tooth and a little ball spot in his head, you know, healthy as a horse. But, uh, the, the few days before he died, he said, you know what, I'm, I'm just real tired. I just want to lay down. And he died just like that. Wow. It was, a be- yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah. But 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 you know yeah. but my aunts and uncle but my great aunts and uncles that actually went away to earn money and had the processed food had all that other stuff, you know they mm-hmm. died early they, mm-hmm. they they had brain issues and things like that so and, and it wasn't as if you know they found out that they were Native American they, 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 everyone thought that they were actually white you know so that's the yeah. other yeah. you know flip side of, of everything so and, and the whole thing is it seemed how the dietary things you know, can really change your genetic makeup to really, you know, make you who you really are. And you can either thrive or you can actually, you know, uh, uh, reduce your, your, your actual lifespan and actually you know, the lifespan of your offspring as well. That's one thing that, that we don't realize. We're not just passing on our genes for us, like, you know, what, what was, you know, you know, our eye color and hair color and all that other stuff. We're passing along, you know, different emotions, anxiety, you know, vitamin deficiencies. Um, um, oh. it, it's so many different things that I can tell from, from your genes that you're passing to your kids, and it, it, it's so amazing. So, so that's, the, that's the next couple of things that I'm doing is start to counsel people on their genes, say, look, we, is a way for us to stop this whole process if you want to go down that path as well. It's amazing stuff now. I'm so glad you said that because one of my guests that's going to be on um, in December is the, mm-hmm. Dr. Natasha Kimmel McBride. She's written a book called The Gut Syndrome. And she, mm. her son was diagnosed with autism at the age of two. She's a neurosurgeon out of the U.K. 
I love mm-hmm. this lady. You've got to check her out. Um, her mm-hmm. son was diagnosed with autism at the age of two. She said, wait a minute. I need to find out how to help my son. She went on this flight to find out how to help her son become set free from autism. Another mm-hmm. lady here in the United States by the name of Donna Gates, she did the same thing. Her son was diagnosed with autism at the age of two. Both these women in two parts of the world came to the same conclusion, diet. Mm-hmm. But what I oh, like yeah. about Natasha Kimmel McBride is going to say is that we women and the men, before we have those babies, we yes. have to clean that gut up. Women who take birth control pills, we eat unhealthy, we do all kinds of stuff. Because what go, when that baby goes to the mother's birth canal, that it gets the immune system of the mother. Yep. And we bring in babies here with weak immune system, and they cannot fight off what's out here now. Because we're not giving them our breast milk, our milk isn't healthy, we're not healthy. And then days after the baby's being born, they're bombarded with all these vaccination shots. I think these babies mm-hmm. take about, before, from birth, to high school, they get, what, over 80 or 90-something, close to 70-something yep. shots. Yep. Exactly. And Natasha Kimmel McBride said after her son got his shots, she lost him for a while. Mm-hmm. Because the weak immune system and the toxic from the vaccination flooded his blood, his brain. And when she started cleaning his gut out, putting the healthy food in there, she got her son back. He's in his 20s, a straight-A student. I've met people whose daughter, um, granddaughter was on crack, the baby was a crack baby. The, they fed this baby all healthy stuff. She's no longer on crack. The crack is no longer in her system. Our body is designed to heal itself if we give it the right yeah. nutrients and take Definitely. care of us. Definitely. And that's Definitely. what's great about our creator. He's given us this thing. I think that's repentance. Yes. He allow our, our, yes. our body to repent of the sin we've exactly. done to it. So it can heal itself. So exactly, yeah, yeah, and, and that's it, why it, we're it, here. Yes, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's so awesome to, to hear that because you know, part of my journey was I used to treat autistic kids, and it's the same way I wow. treat my single cell kids. You know, some of these kids were not able to even speak, behavior issues, mm-hmm. yada yada yada. Yeah. And after three to six months of doing the things that we asked the parents to do, and yes, it was hard, but after doing the things that that that, that we asked them to do, the kids are talking. The yeah. kids are actually in regular class. The kids are like, yeah. you know, yeah, they have their kids back. And it was amazing, amazing, and amazing to yeah. always do that stuff. We got to get so, our babies it, back. We got to get our kids back. We got to get our kids back. Exactly. And we talk about sugar. You know, sugar perfects these kids' attitude, their mood, they can't focus, they mm-hmm. can't think, especially with their fructose corn syrup. Stop feeding those <laughs> kids, you know, this junk, and we can get our kids back, and they can sit in school and learn. Anytime you tell me that, you know, uh, sugar is more addictive, three to five times more addictive than cocaine. Cocaine, it is. It than is. cocaine. Yep. Correct. You know, so and, 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 and but but you're still allowing it to be in everything. When I was still, you know, eating potato chips, I, used to, I, I you know, I, I, love, I used to love potato chips, and I was still, mm-hmm. you know, occasionally eat potato chips. And one day, I, t- I, I said, you know what? I mean, these are my favorite potato chips, and they're organic or whatever. What's in this stuff? And I turned the bag around, <laughs> and, they, and they had sugar in my supposedly. 
salt and, 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 and black pepper potato chips. I'm like, wait a minute, why would you have sugar in here? And, of course, being, you know, the culinary person, I, I love to, you know, being a culinary person that I am, I know, yes, you need a certain amount of sugar to balance out the sweet a little bit. Uh, I mean, uh, um, to balance up the salt a little bit, or sometimes you want to add a little bit of salt inside of a dessert because it balances up the sweet a little bit. But the same token, do you have to put such a large amount? And also knowing that once you fry something, the the sugar or the starch in that turns to sugar anyway is really not necessary. So I'm like, in, in wow. things as simple as you know, potato chips, you put sugar inside of it. Or something as simple as something's already salty or, or, or sugary already, you can add more uh, um, sugar to it. I, I just got back from a conference. I hear my voice is, is, is very, very uh, raspy. I've been talking. But I, you know, I, I'm sitting around, and all these people are eating breakfast and lunch. And, you know, we had this, this big bowl of beautiful, you know, berries. And one mm. of the pastors, it, 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 one of the pastors was like, you know, um, can you pass me the honey? I'm like, I'm looking at this plate, like, what do you use my honey for? He poured honey on the berries. I'm like, they're already <laughs> sweet. Oh, well, you know, I, I'm just used to doing it this way. I'm like, but mm-hmm. you're eating so much sugar that you wonder why your back is hurt. You wonder why, you know, you're not moving as fast as you can. And, and, and of course, everyone's making fun of me because, you know, all day long from, like, uh, I've been up since, like, 3, three o'clock this morning, you know, from 3 o'clock this morning until I got home around 7 o'clock tonight, I had fruit all day long and just water and tea. Oh, man, you, mm-hmm. that's why you're so skinny. I said, bud, I said, I have not, I said, you guys have fallen asleep twice already. I said, I have not napped. I said, I had the same brain power, and I've been up. I technically haven't, in the last 72 hours, I've had maybe six hours of sleep. I've been traveling a lot this weekend. So I'm like, but, you know, I don't drink coffee. I don't drink, do um, anything caffeinated. No. I'm like, I said, but the same token, you see what I'm eating. I'm eating things that give me fuel. It's giving me the proper amount of sugar I have from the fructose and things that say, it burns up real fast in my system. I have enough fiber, so I'm going to the bathroom. I said, meeting you guys, I said, we've been together for two days now. I haven't seen any of you guys going to the bathroom yet. Well, you know, I, I go every three days anyway. I'm like, wow, ew, ew. That's disgusting. <laughs> you know, I'm like, your gut is not designed to eat as much protein and sugar and crap over and over again. I said, but you look at me and you say, I'm too skinny. I said, Trust me, I'm in my, my, my mid to late 40s, and I can outrun, you know, people, you know, half my age. And I, don't and I think the sad, thing, the sad thing of what I'm meeting a lot of young people that's in their early 40s, early 50s, with Alzheimer's, dementia, can't yeah. remember nothing. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. your brain sits in salt water. And I tell people mm-hmm. you have to replenish the healthy salt and healthy water. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, and I mentioned this before, if anyone have ever want to go back and listen to my other blog talk radio, I used to be able to tell you when it was going to rain and when the temperature was going to drop. I can't tell you that. Mm-hmm. I have to listen mm-hmm. to the weatherman. I don't, my mm-hmm. joints, none of that bothers me. No more. Mm-hmm. When I start incorporating the Himalaya sea salt, and I tell people when God created us from the earth, our body, was, our body needs 102 minerals per day, and we're not getting that because, mm-hmm. one, our body's not, the water's not running through the banks and the rivers and creeks. Number two, mm-hmm. our food has been depleted of minerals. So we yeah. are mineral deficient, all of us. All of us are mineral yep. deficient. So we have to yep. put these minerals back into our body so it can do what the creator designed for it to do. Heal itself. Exactly. 
Because without exactly. it, we will not heal. And yeah. I got this book called You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty. And mm. when I started incorporating <laughs> yes. a teaspoon of sea, Himalaya sea salt, which yes. has 84 minerals, I take a teaspoon of that salt into a gallon of spring water and let it sit for 24 hours. That means that 84 minerals that was once in the salt is now in the water. And I start drinking half my weight in water in ounces. And that was my, that's my breakfast in the morning. I'm always drinking water and doing it. So I can't tell you Mm -hmm. nothing, nothing. Mm -hmm. And when I get busy or if I'm out talking and at farms and stuff like that and get hot and get dehydrated and get toes cramped, I put a little salt on my tongue and drink that water down, it's gone. We have to put those minerals back into our body. Our body needs it. We're going to take another break, and we're going to come back. I am having a good time with you. So, <laughs> listeners, we're on the D Hour Network. This is Marcia Thaddison for your help without the wear, and we'll be right back. And if you have any questions, we will bring you in for that.
just want to remind you on the D-Hour Network, this is Martha Patterson for your health show. We have Dr. Ware. We're talking a little bit about sickle cell. I have another caller on Dr. Ware. Caller, uh, give us your name and your question for Dr. Ware, please. Yes, uh, good evening, Dr. Ware. My name is Orlando York. How you doing, sir? Doing well. Uh, I want to start with my first question. Um wanted to know uh, for for beginners like myself, what is a great way to start your day regarding breakfast? Great way to start the breakfast. First and foremost, you know, uh, a you know your body is eighty eighty percent water, and your grains are almost even more than that. So I will always say, wake up every morning and drink at least sixteen ounces of warm water. You can put lemon inside there. You can do other things, but at least rehydrate your brain first and foremost, which is going to rehydrate your entire body. So start there. You can do, um, you know, oatmeal, soak your oatmeal overnight. And what I do with my oatmeal is I soak it overnight and I put like a little bit of lemon juice inside of it to help break down that fatty acid a little bit faster. Um, when you cook the um, the oatmeal, you know, just do it in plain water and you can add berries to it or you can actually add um, naturally cured or naturally dried um, uh, fruit as well. That way um, you're not getting any extra sugar, you're just getting the fruit toast that's going to break down your body a lot faster. Um, you can do, I prefer a paleo um, style turkey bacon. If I give that to, um, or, or to or tell um, patients to have it, the reason why the paleo style, there's no added sugar to it. It's just really just a, uh, the bacon, uh, turkey bacon being cured. Uh, it's not processed. It's, you know, uh, non-GMO organic and things of that sort. No antibiotics, no steroids. Uh, same thing with, with eggs. You can definitely do eggs and also like uh, sauteed spinach. Uh, and uh, and tomatoes um, together with a little bit of um, onion in there, some good spices in there um, with some eggs. You know, that's just a real good way to actually start your day. Um, and you don't want to over-protein yourself either, but you want to make sure you have a good balance. Um, also like to um, have buckwheat cereal. Buckwheat cereal is not wheat. It's just uh, the name is just buckwheat. But what it is is, um, is um, low in the glycemic index as well as high in protein. As well, you can make it just like cream of wheat, uh, except for, of course, you don't want to use uh, any cows because out there. You want to use, like, maybe a nut butter a milk, like an almond milk or something like that. If you make it yourself, um, or you can just use plain water, and you can you put salt and pepper in there, or you can um, yeah, put some berries in there um, as well. Um, so just different things like that. Another thing that you may want to do is start to try to eat a little bit later. Um, because what, what most individuals don't do is you don't allow your body to go into ketosis just a little bit. You basically burn out all of the sugar you also ingested throughout the, um, the night. Um, something that, that Marshall was, uh, actually brought up about having that, um, that alcoholic belly, that uh, brewer's belly, um, excuse me. Um, a lot of times what happens with individuals I work with, yeah, I start to say, man, I, I, I wake up in the morning, I feel like I've been drinking beer all night. I'm like, exactly, because your body's now burning off a lot of that stuff. And now I'm trying to get your body to just keep burning off and give you different things to, to burn it off. So I, I kind of want you to start to fast a little bit more so your body will start to burn a little bit more of your natural fat so you can start to replace the fat um, inside your body as well. So that's just a basic, you know, different things you can try. You know, definitely the, the cage-free organic eggs the turkey bacon, the different, you know, um, oatmeal or buckwheat um, cereals um, you can also try. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, and actually, if you look at the, the Healing Blends um, global site, you go on there, you sign up for our newsletter, um, we'll give you our restoration diet. You know, we have different breakfasts in there that are you know, either vegan-friendly or, you know, definitely organic and things like that. So that's going to help you, you know, along the way, too. So definitely sign up for that uh, on our site. All right. Uh, I appreciate that. I did have um, another question as well. Uh, I don't know if we have enough time. I had two more, actually. Um <laughs> <laughs> the, the second one, um, in addition to what I asked previously, what natural food or drink can be substituted for, um, like an energy drink or a coffee to take the place of that? Um, first, you got to hydrate yourself efficiently. You know, I think Marshall gave you a great recipe, and that's something I've, I've given my, my patients for years now. You know, um, I, I used to say um, give a teaspoon or sometimes even a tablespoon of the Celtic um, sea salt or Himalayan sea salt in just natural water. A lot of times you don't have the energy you want, one, because you're coming off of a sugar high, or two, you're dehydrated. So that's really the issue. Like even myself, I used to drink a lot of green tea, and now I drink green tea maybe once a week now just because I like green tea. But, you know, it's like I just stay well hydrated and I have energy Forever, like, like I say, I, I've been up right now since three o'clock in the morning. I woke up three o'clock this morning, and I have not napped or whatever, and it's like ten o'clock almost, and and I'm fine. I'm gonna actually go to the office and I'm and, and get my computer to some work, you know. But it, it's one of those things that you have to stay hydrated and have the proper minerals inside your system. So you don't want to really replace anything as far as like you know substitute one thing for another. You can do a cleaner um uh um. Uh, uh, caffeine thing. So if you want to do that, you could do some green tea maybe. Because uh, coffee, you'll put the sugar in there, you put the sweeteners and uh, the other milks and things like that inside there, and sort of throw it off a little bit. So you can just do a green tea and just get used to like you know just a green tea flavor. But I say only do about 68 ounces of that. But you also want to drink a lot of water behind that because caffeine does dehydrate you further too. So you know, that's why I say you want to just focus on being well hydrated, and you'll find from that and have the proper nutrients in your system that your energy level is like through the roof. Okay, and and that that was uh, did you say Celtic green? I mean uh, kept um, sorry, Celtic, Celtic sea salt. Yes, and, you know it, 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 it's spelled it's spelled like the Celtics, you know the C E L T I C, but it's it's really unpronounced Celtic. Sorry. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Celtic sea salt. Okay. All right. Yes. Yes. And, and, right. and, and again, I, I, I'm truly not trying to push a product, but you know, I'm a, I'm a, I will um, uh, mention one of my products. The reason why I created Super Juice Blends is because of the fact that it has all the phytonutrients you will need in a day. All the phytonutrients, and it actually has stuff in there that's for the gut too. It has the FOS in there, which is like the polysaccharide that's supposed to be inside your gut. It also has beta glucan inside there as well. Beta glucan is not just good for the heart, it's also good for the gut health. It actually cleans off the microvilli in your stomach. So I have all of that inside of the super juice blend. And the only sweeteners inside Super Juice Blend is the hydrated organic um, um, apple juice, cinnamon, and a little bit of stevia. But all of, everything else in there is blue-green algae, a bunch of phytochemicals, and you know, beta-glucan and FOS, um, FOS that's inside there as well. So if you want to start with that as like a way to, to hydrate yourself, you know, 8 to 12 ounces of that in the morning as well as drinking some water, that's the way I start my day off every morning. Okay, you say it's called um, Super Fruit Juice. What is it called? 
Super Juice Blend. Super Juice Blend, okay. Yes, sir. And, and this is this is on your uh, Healing Blend website. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Yeah, it, it, it actually says a thirty day supply, but it usually lasts about a month and a half, almost two months. But I, I'll I'll have a container in my in my home now, and it lasts me all like one container lasts, and I drink it every day. It lasts about a month and a half, almost two months. I don't know why our manufacturer put a thirty day supply on there, but it usually lasts longer than that. Okay, and um, and for my final question, um, what is the substitute for? Um, I heard what you said about the orange juice. What's the substitute uh, for orange juice that can give uh, the vitamin C that's necessary? You you really should not try to drink vitamin uh, drink uh, orange juice with vitamin C. You know, a, a kiwi has more vitamin C than uh, orange juice. Uh, spinach has more vitamin C than orange juice. So, you know, there's no need to try to drink your vitamin C. Uh, honestly, that's a marketing employee. Um, by the time that they pasteurize uh, the, the uh, orange juice, all of the nutrients are basically out of it. It's just a big ball of sugar you're ingesting and also acids, sugar acid. That's all you're ingesting. Okay. So, so just uh, leave the orange juice alone completely. Yes, sir. Eat an orange. Okay. If you want to do it. If, if you eat an orange, you're getting the fiber and you're getting the, um, the nutrients more so than just try to drink it. It's better for you. Oh, so, so um, you're not saying that oranges are bad. You're just saying that the, the orange juice that they make, okay. Yes, sir. Exactly, exactly. So I, I just want to clarify. It's, it's not the orange. It's not, you know, a orange itself is not bad. It's the orange juice inside the cartons. If you juice your own oranges, you know, just, you know, I still wouldn't say drink the actual orange juice you, you, you juice because, like, one orange is more than enough. Okay, and like, what, what about like, uh, is it like a, like a least bad one? Like, what about like Tropicana or Simply Orange? Is, is that the same? <laughs> Still not good? No, no, not at all. No, no, sorry. I'm sorry, last minute. We had that conversation, and the reason why most, I mean, um, and, and I, I live in the citric capital uh, of the world, I think. You know, down here, you see all these fields being sprayed. You see all the, the water um, that's, that's not clean water. They're, they're pumping it from the swamps and things of that sort. So it's not a clean product. You still want to go wow. with a small – yeah, definitely. You, you still want to go to a small batch um, place that's organic. That you, you, and, and please, 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 everyone that's listening, put in your own research. You know, go online. You know, find small, small batch things, you know, and, you know, Get things that are local, or like um, the, the place I yeah. can get my my cashews and also um, almonds from. They are small batch farm, you know, out of California, and they only produce yeah. a certain amount because they say we only have a certain amount of trees. We produce it and when it's done, it's done. So I get like you know five to, to twenty pounds worth of this stuff. I dehydrate my own stuff. I, I make my own um, cashew milk and almond milk, all the other stuff. You know, but, you know, just start doing your own research, you know, uh, and, and, and yeah. talking to people that, you know, everyone says, oh, it's so hard. If, mm-hmm. health, if health was easy, what, 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 if health was easy, then there will be no money in it, right? Everyone, right. you know, wants things to be convenient for you, and that's what we end up having all these issues. You know, back in the day, you know, I'm, like I said before, I'm from the country. If we wanted a cake, mommy made us a cake. And it would take mommy, you know, three or four hours to make a cake that would last three or four days, right? 
Now you want a cake. I can go to Whole Foods right now because it's still open and get me a whole big old cake, eat the whole cake tonight, go back tomorrow and get another cake if I want to, cake, 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 as much as I want to because, it's, you, know, you, you know what I mean? And my mom used to break her own bread, you know, all, all that stuff. I mean, even when I was younger, we used to eat our own pork because we, we had our own pigs. We would slaughter pigs, we would grind the meat up, chop the meat up, freeze it, everything else. I still wouldn't eat pork at all. But my, my, my whole point is saying that we knew what spices we put inside of that sausage and everything. Nowadays, you know, it, it, you've got to be careful with everything you put inside your body because the preservatives are causing you to have, you know, Alzheimer's and, and dementia and, and cataract. Cataract, get real. Cataract started when? You know what I mean? It's like all, all, all this stuff is just, you know, your body rejecting a lot of preservatives about the system, you know. So you've, you've got to be really careful. Well, we're coming up on the end of the hour, but I got another caller that has another question. Okay. Uh, thank you, caller. Thank you. I'm hoping he would be able to help you out with some information. Yes, thank you. So we got another. Mm-hmm, thank you. All right, caller, you have your question, Dr. Ware. Yes. Speaking of hydration, caller, I are you there? My, yes. Yes. Come here. Caller, can you hear us? We got you on air. Can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Yes, you can. Yes, sir. I just had another question about fucking my pussy, sucking my dick, and licking my balls and eat my shit. So I'm like, should I breast work my pussy? Okay. Hello? I don't know what that was about. But Dr. Ware. Yes. Dr. Ware, are you there? Okay, give us yes, more information about how people can reach you, the best place, uh, the number again. So, therefore, if they have any questions or want a consultation because you did indicate that they can do a consultation with you, it's about, what, a 10-minute yes. consultation with the three? Give us yes. that information, please. Yes. yes, you can call one eight six six four four zero six two. I'm sorry, 6243 or you can actually go to our www.healingblendsglobal.com and leave us a message. Um, someone will get back to you. Um, those are the, the best two ways to actually get in contact with us. Um, or, uh, I'm sorry, you can also um, email support at healingblendsglobal.com, and we'll also get back to you, um, you know, as far as answering your questions. And, you know, we also have, uh, you know, Facebook and, and also Instagram and things of that sort. So, you know, just leave us messages on, on our Facebook and Instagram and, you know, we have people monitoring on those sites, you know, basically 24 hours a day to answer your questions. All right. Well, we're going to take another break, another break and then you're going to give us some profound information uh, so people who have sickle cell just kind of give us something that they can go home with, share with their family members, or be able to help themselves. So we'll be right back with the D-Hour Network. <laughs>
This is Marcia Patterson for your help. We have Dr. Ware on, and I am so excited to have him on. I know I'm going to have to get him. We're going to have to do this again, Dr. Ware. Are you willing to come back and do this again with me? <laughs> yes, ma'am, I am. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But, you know, I get excited of giving people information that they, that they can use right away, you know, that don't send them away empty-handed or confused. Yes. And I'm praying that the information that was given to the people today is knowledgeable, something they can mm-hmm. utilize right now, very simple information, and being able to get the resource of information or products that can help them. So we have about eight minutes left. Give us some information that, you talked about diet, but give us something that the people can take and utilize now for sickle cell. Right here and right now. Um, this is this is what I generally tell people if you want to see a change in your life, you know, a, a, a quick shift in your life. And it is some part of it is dietary, um, but part of it is doing other things. One, first and foremost, um, you want to make sure that you're sleeping. You want to make sure that you're sleeping at least uh, seven to nine hours a day, bar none. Um, the reason why that's so important, the research shows that if you're only getting about four hours of sleep a night, you're walking around as if you drink uh, six to eight beers. So if you're walking around drinking um, uh, <laughs> as if you drink, it, 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 it's, it's true. So, so uh, imagine if you go to a bar and drink six to eight beers, can you function you're not. You're just getting through it. That you're just surviving, as well as the cortisol in your system, which is the stress hormone that actually creates more inflammation in your body, is heightened. It's two to three times that amount. Um, in order for your melatonin, which causes your body to go into a deeper sleep, you need zinc, and also a B vitamin, folate acid. So, if I were told you that from a sickle cell standpoint, you're already naturally deficient in your folate acid, you already know that, but also in your zinc. That means you're not sleeping. So the two things I want you guys to do is definitely get a good B vitamin and also start taking zinc as well to help you produce more what? Melatonin. So you can get to a better sleep to actually break that sleep cycle. That's one thing you're going to do. The second thing you're going to do is you're going to hydrate. We already gave you the form to hydrate yourself. I know a lot of you guys love your sugary drinks, whether it be, oh, I, I just drink juices or I drink my soda, whatever it is. You need to hydrate yourself efficiently with good water. 
a good filtered water that you put back your trace minerals into as well. So you get a trace mineral complex or simply put, like Marsha said, get the teaspoon of Himalayan sea salt or the Celtic sea salt and dissolve it into your water over 24 hours and drink that gallon of water. What's going to happen is it's going to wake your brain up. It's going to cause you to have all the trace minerals in your body so all of your muscles are going to fire properly because you need magnesium and calcium just to make your muscles contract efficiently. We also know that around the red blood cell, there's a zinc, magnesium, selenium, different trace minerals around that red blood cell that actually hooks that oxygen onto that red blood cell to take it around your body. So it's going to give you all those minerals to take the oxygen around your body a lot better. So that's the second thing. First thing was what? I want you to get the sleep and get the B vitamin and also get the zinc. The second one was also to hydrate yourself. The third is going to be dietary. Dietary from the standpoint of cutting back on your sugar. I want you to start doing a food journal. I want you to really see how much sugar you are ingesting on a daily basis from the time that you wake up until the time you go to sleep, just for three days. Even if you put a piece of gum in your mouth, in your, in your mouth look and see how much sugar is actually and what type of sugar is actually in that gum, Okay piece of candy, water. I mean, uh, please actually look at what's in your water because not all water is created equal on people. Trust me. Um, you know, everything you put in your mouth for, for two to three days, look at it and see what's really inside of the food you're ingesting. I'm not saying change your diet, but I want you to be more smart about your food so you'll see what you put inside your body. If there's more than three, more than four to five ingredients in there and the first one is sugar or wheat, don't eat it because there's no active ingredients inside of it. There's so many different times I've seen foods that say, oh, it's, it's the latest, yada, 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 and the first ingredient is sugar, wheat, and all this other stuff. It's not, you know, it's not what it's, it's, it's saying it really is. And, and I'm going to give you a bonus one. It's going to be moving your body. I'm not saying join a gym because I, I hate gyms myself. What I say about moving your gym, uh, uh, moving your body is I want you to start to, if, if you work on a third floor, I want you to walk down one or two flights, you know, and then take the elevator down to the bottom floor, you know, or walk up, you know, three, uh, uh, three flights of stairs and things like that at least once a day. What that's going to do is, one, it's going to move your blood around your body a lot faster. It's going to build your muscles. It's going to build your bones. So a lot of times what happens is a lot of the trace minerals that you don't have, they start to pull out of your bones. That's why the bones get weaker. Yep. That's why ADN yep. sits in. That's why all these things mm-hmm. sit in because you're so afraid to move your body. Yep. If you do some, some resistance work, give yourself some, some cheap you know, arm bands and start moving your shoulders and stretching out your hips and things of that sort, you would not get ADN. ADN is basically no blood supply. If you move your body on a daily basis by stretching and all that stuff, you would not get ADN. I get that question all the time. How can I move your ADN? Move your body. Simple as that. Move your body. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and don't, and especially the parents. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you know, we're about to come to the end of our show, but I wanted you to give your information one more time, and you will be back. Look, <laughs> you will be back because this is great information, and we want to be able to educate people with the knowledge and the power to make some changes. So give them your yes. information because we just got maybe two minutes left for the show. Okay, not a problem. So you can go to www.healingblendsglobal.com. And you can leave us a message there. We actually, like I said, we have our toolkits there for sickle cell disease. We have a toolkit there so you can get a bunch of information in there. You guys sign up for our newsletter so you get a bunch of information on a weekly basis about sickle cell and all the other conditions. 
or you can call one eight six six four four zero six two four three. We have social media is um, our Facebook is um, Healing Blends Global, and our um, Instagram is at Healing Blends Global as well. So you can definitely hit us up at all those places as much as you want to. But you know, guys, we have these toolkits out there. I have a ton of videos, you know, um, on Facebook that I talk about sickle cell disease. So look at some of those. And also, I will be doing um, a program where um, I, I, I'm doing a series of, I, I think it's a 10-week series just for sickle cell. It's going to you know, be something that I'm going to put out, and it's going to be 10 different videos along with different handouts and things of that sort. You can follow along, different dietary plans, workout plans, and everything else that um, you guys just got to look out for. Once I put that out, please sign up for it, and it's going to give you a bunch of information. For, down from infant all the way up to, to 100-year-old 100 people can, can use this. Thank you so much. I wish I just so much. We're about the end of the show. Everyone, uh, please take time to listen to some of my other blog talk radio. We have some great information, great people. So enjoy your week. This is December 2nd, but I want to remind our listening audience that this program, this show, is for information presented here for the purpose of information and education only, not to be construed as offering medical advice or diagnosis or treatment for any illness or injuries or condition, or prevention of any health problems. Please take time to talk with your licensed practitioner and doctor. Have a great week. Dr. Ware, I will be calling you. We will definitely be in touch. Everyone, have a safe, blessed week. Amen. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a blessing. Bye. All right, goodbye.